0: Welcome everyone to episode 138 of Podcateers. This week, the sports world celebrated with one of their biggest events, the Super Bowl. And we talk about where the popular phrase, I'm going to Disneyland, came from. Or Disney World, I mean, take your pick. We also talk about a new luxury dinner experience available at Disneyland at 21 Royal Street. We get a new trailer for the upcoming film, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, during the Super Bowl with a surprising audio track. And how would you feel if disney could cater a ride experience depending on your mood some information on a patent that they file suggests that might be possible in the future for more info video or images on things that we talk about in this episode just head on over to podcuteers.com slash 138 to check that out if you have any thoughts or comments on anything that we talk about please feel free to share them with us in the comment section of the episode post on facebook instagram or give us a shout over on twitter Big thanks to everyone that joined the conversation this last week. If you know anyone that might like to listen to us, please let them know about our podcast. Maybe even head on over to iTunes and leave a review. The results are in for our movie meetup and the date is set. We will be meeting on Saturday, March 18th, 2017. Thank you to everyone that voted. We will be watching Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Keep an eye out on our social networks for more information about the time, place, and links to possibly pre-order tickets when that option is available. Uh, We'll be posting that stuff on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you're also looking for us on Snapchat and YouTube, just search for Podcateers on all of those networks. be awesome if you followed us and subscribed to us on any or all of those. Special thanks goes out to all of our fairy godparents for their additional support via Patreon. If you would like to offer a little extra help and become a fairy godparent of our podcast, you can do so for as little as $1 per month or even with a one-time contribution by heading to patreon.com slash or by going to podcateers.com and clicking on the Patreon logo for more info. If you shop on Amazon, you can help us out with a little extra change just by going to podcateers.com Amazon first and using our link before making your next purchase. Doing that won't cost you anything extra, but it does tell Amazon that you would like them to give us a small commission from your next purchase as a thank you for going through our link. And to everyone using that link, we truly appreciate that support. Lastly, I want to give a quick shout out to Rick and his daughter Ava for waiting for us outside in the esplanade between Disneyland and DCA. We had a wonderful conversation with both of them, and it was awesome to meet them. All right, uh, that is it. It's time to jump into the episode. I'm pretty sure I didn't mispronounce any more words. So, here we go. This is episode 138 of Podketeers. This is our podcast. It's about three guys that love Disney, technology, art, and art. This is Podcatiers. So wait, I, I don't get it. Are you happy or are you st- upset about how the game ended? Cause I can't, I, I can't determine if you're happy or sad about this whole thing.
1: Okay, look, it's probably one of the greatest Super Bowl games in history, but that the Patriots won
0: makes it the worst Super Bowl game in history. Does that officially make them like America's most hated team? How I don't know. It, like, I'm I don't not, know. There's the Raiders. I'm not a big enough fan of sports. There's no. The Chargers, the Buccaneers. I'm Are, you lit- gonna I'm the Are you just going to name every team? I'm literally just going to name all 32 teams. Yeah. The the Angels. Yeah. Wrong sports ball, dude. <laughs> Wrong, ball. <laughs> look. I think we can all come to agreement, though. I mean, regardless of who was Super Bowl champions or whatever, who should really get that Heisman? Lady Gaga. Okay, <laughs> she had the most consistent performance that entire game, and she actually sang. She always sings, dude. It was amazing. Yeah, it was really great to not see lip syncing during the performance. That's because she's Lady Gaga, man. That's what she does. Yeah,
1: but the performance wasn't that great. But I was happy that it wasn't lip
0: syncing. The performance was actually really good.
1: I don't know. A lot of green screen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) not a lot of green screen. There was some pre-recorded stuff. I was reading an article that talked about, uh, you know how when she started, she was on top of the stadium. And then she rappelled down, according like she did this like suicide dive on yeah. the like, you know, top rope. Like, totally WWE style, right? Uh, I was reading an article where that piece where the the drones behind her made the flag and were twinkling. Uh, that was pre recorded because there was flight regulations that doesn't allow those types of drones above. Uh, crowds and stuff like that so mm-hmm, they couldn't actually mm-hmm. have them above the stadium that makes so sense so they pre-recorded them and those same drones that they used for her performance were the same shooting star drones that we talked about back in episode 127 really when they did the Starbright bright holidays show at disney springs in florida so intel did the whole show for uh, oh wow for them and they did that piece, and then they did a couple of other things after where they sh- they made, like, a giant Pepsi logo, and then they changed it to the Intel logo because they were the ones oh, powering cool. the entire show. But that was all pre-recorded; It wasn't happening live during oh. the Super Bowl because of flight regulations. I could well,
1: not tell the difference. I had no idea until you told me, to But you be just honest. said green-screened. Well, because <laughs> you told me. Oh, just, did you notice the audience, too? They all had
0: the... They were all green-screened, too? The paint the night
1: paint. What's it called? It wasn't the audience. It It was was. just
0: the people that were around the stage. Well they had lights that were synced up to her performance. The fake audience on the on the ground. (laughs) I'm sure that wasn't a fake audience. Everybody else in the audience, dude, had fireflies. Like they were waiting for Bray Wyatt to come out. I didn't watch the game. We were at Disneyland because we went to check out Lunar New Year. It was the final day of the Lunar New Year celebration. Mm -hmm. We got a chance to try a little bit of the food that they had. We had a chance to see some of the acrobats do some of the performances. Took some video. I'm going to try to put up a vlog as quickly as possible so you guys can check that out on the YouTube channel. Uh, I guess Mulan also had this processional. But there was a bunch of people in front of me. So I was trying to hold up the camera above everybody's head. I didn't even look at the footage after that, so I'm hoping I got something. Dude, I'm sure you nailed it.
1: I Don't hope worry so. About it.
0: I didn't even take a look at it, so I hope I nailed it. Otherwise, that's gonna be a really awkward part of the video. Other than not removing
1: the lens cap, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> or
0: shooting my nostrils. Exactly. Say, <laughs> hashtag video professional. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was a good day. It was also Villains Day at the park. Yeah, we had a chance to today. Yeah, yeah. it was Villains oh, Day. Nice. We had a chance to walk around and see people uh, Disney bounding as their favorite villains. Mm-hmm. Lynette dressed up as Lady Tremaine. I was Disney bounding as Javier. Yes, <laughs> She's my favorite Nailed Disney it. villain. I love it. So that was pretty awesome. A lot of people recognize me too. They're like, "Oh man, are you? A, are you Javier today?" I was like, "Yep, you got it." What well, What were you wearing? An angry face. <laughs> An angry face. Huh? Uh, I beard. added a little bit more to my beard so uh, that it yes. looked like a bird's nest. Yeah. Flannel. Uh, a flannel, flannel. <laughs> shorts. Shorts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Converse and shoes. shoes. Uh, how about and a, a baseball cap and a flat bill cap? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. That too. Yeah, it was total Javier mood. I love it. Yeah, people were like, wow, you look exactly like him. <laughs> so I, had, it was fun, though. Uh, I, I went in my signature Black Dickies shirt and mm, yes. you know, jeans. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, breaking the cutting edge of fashion, as <laughs> I always do. Because, you know, yeah.
1: that's how I do. You are GQ. So
0: what can I say? <laughs> what can I say? Uh, I didn't Disney bound. I, I wanted to, and then last minute... Uh, I just decided I didn't want to. (laughs) I don't know why. I changed my mind last minute. Because you hate fun. Uh, I'm not Javier. (laughs) Dude, on this day, out of any other day, Javier would have been master of ceremonies of this thing. Yeah, He would have just been on his own float. Yeah. Just like not waving at people. Just looking at them all angrily. That's true. (laughs) Am I really that much of a villain to you guys? No. 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 (laughs) Well, I mean. Look.
1: On the podcast, I think I'm pretty lively and happy, whatnot. But I guess off it's the greatest show on earth. <laughs> <laughs> I guess off the mic, everything's different.
0: No, oh, no. What are you? I don't know. I I thought I was the same person. person. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're the same person. It's not a good thing. <laughs> uh, um... <laughs> Look, I may have some <laughs> anger issues, but other than that. No, I'm kidding. It was fun, though. We did uh, see – there wasn't as many people there as I was anticipating. We showed up a little late. There was a few pictures we wanted to get to. There was one at, like, 11 o'clock in the morning at DCA that we ended up missing only because there was a lot of people at the security, uh, the checkpoints, getting through the structure. We made it to the castle picture in front – at Disneyland, but – By the evening, there was another photograph at California Adventure in front of the fun wheel, and that one didn't have as many people either. But by then, it was really cold, and people were possibly, you know, just wanting to go home after spending all day walking around.
1: And it's also Monday tomorrow, they want to go to work. Yeah,
0: you know, they want to go home, and I or... After the the castle picture, a lot of people may have gone home to watch the Super Bowl.
1: I was going to say, I bet that was there the reason go. it was yeah. empty. Yeah,
0: because it did seem there was a weird spike, man. It was almost no people, a bunch of people, no people, and then a bunch of people like hmm. shortly after the game was getting to the end. Oh, everybody. Right before we left. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm assuming that it just had to do with the Super Bowl. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, so, you're not happy that the Patriots won. Is what no. You're
1: me. I mean, they've only, like, cheated
0: all the time. and <laughs> it was. It's funny. I was having a conversation with our buddy Kevin who listens to the podcast. And Bean? No, just Kevin. Oh, okay. He posted uh, something on Facebook. I think he said something along the lines of, uh, is it really a Super Bowl if only one team shows up to play? <laughs> and this was right before halftime, mm-hmm. and so I responded with, "Oh, is the ball fully inflated?" You know, so <laughs> yeah, that course. was that was my r- response. Uh, after a while, I checked back, and I, I couldn't figure out what happened. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing that during halftime, they must have deflated the ball or something. Yeah, because the Patriots woke up. Yeah, like all of a sudden, there's this huge comeback. Apparently, like the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history, and. I just I couldn't believe what I was looking at because I know so many people were against the Patriots winning this game. Mm-hmm. I probably knew enough people that were rooting for the Patriots that I could count on one hand.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Everybody else, regardless of who your team was, was rooting for the Falcons. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the Patriots won. I know. <laughs> so it that was, was pretty upsetting. What are you going to do, though, man? So, yeah. So uh, the Patriots won, and... And James White had a chance to say that he is going to Walt Disney World because apparently he hates Disneyland. Oh, what's up that, with that, That man? he chose Disney World. You well, know, just, it's just so much closer. Yeah, I guess <laughs> it is. That's true. You guys know that the whole I'm going to Disneyland, I'm going to Disney World is 30 years old this year? Get out of here. 30 years, man. That's cool. It all started back in 1987, uh, when quarterback Phil Simms from the New York Giants was the first person to actually say that as part Blue. of a Super Bowl commercial. Uh-huh. Was it said on purpose? That's a great question. N- yes.
1: Okay. So yes? Disney came to him and
0: said, we want you to say this. Yes. So what ended up happening was Michael Eisner, at the time CEO of, of the Disney company, Uh, was at a dinner with his wife during the opening of Star Tours. And at the dinner, they were talking to a couple of pilots that were the first ever to pilot an aircraft around the world without stopping, without refueling. Wow. And so they were talking to them at this dinner. That's a big tank. And so Jane Eisner, (laughs) that was a big tank, right? So Jane Eisner, uh, Michael's wife, says or asks them during the dinner. So what are you guys gonna do now? You know, thinking like, okay, well you just beat this record. You guys like thinking like, what are you guys gonna do? And they responded with, well we're going to Disneyland.
1: Oh yeah. And Uh so she's like, bing.
0: Uh huh. And all of a sudden this idea just marketing genius. She tells Michael Eisner, you guys should do this. So they went. To John Elway, who was the quarterback for the Denver Broncos at the time, and they also went over to Phil Sims and they said, Hey, look, guys, we're gonna give you guys seventy-five thousand dollars if you guys win the Super Bowl. And at the end, you guys say these words. We're gonna make this commercial. And so the idea was and and ever since then, there's been two versions of the commercial that airs. They actually have the MVP or the quarterback or whoever they choose for the commercial. Say once, I'm going to Disney World because that commercial is cut and edited to end with fireworks over Cinderella's Castle. They Mm -hmm. show that on the East Coast. Then another version that says, I'm going to Disneyland Mm. to show on the West Coast. That year, the Jets ended up winning. And so Phil Simms was the first ever person to say those words at the end of the Super Bowl. Since then, I mean... All sorts of celebrities have said it. I mean, Magic Johnson said it when they won the championship. Oral Hershiser said it in 88 when the Dodgers won the World Series.
1: No way. See, I only associate it with football, though.
0: No. I yeah, mean It's here. gone through, like, every sport. Like, Timo Solani said it uh, back in 2007 when the Ducks won the Stanley Cup. Wow. And it even— The like, Ducks won the Stanley Cup? Shut <laughs> up. You know that they did. You know what? I was actually about to say the Dodgers won the World Series. <laughs> you sir take that back uh but yes yes to both of those uh and yeah it, it even like transcended into pop culture when people on american idol when that was really big started saying it after they were winning the seasons that they were on too. no kidding so, i don't remember that either like, it's been everywhere dude like uh soccer like women's soccer has said it like what's yeah, soccer part of fifa you know what oh uh is. football up. Oh, uh, (laughs) football. football. (laughs) Uh, NASCAR drivers have said it. Get at it. Dude, it's all over. And, like, Disney has actually struck deals with a lot of these uh, athletes and superstars, you know, Mm -hmm. in their own whatever they're doing. Sure. Yeah, it's become this, like, huge thing. But it's 30 years, man. 30 years ago when that started. Dude, that's crazy. I had no idea. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the only good thing to come out of the reign of Michael Eisner. (laughs) we have star tours come on and it wasn't even his idea it was his wife's (laughs) (laughs) that's sad Uh, so uh, I wanted to also bring up I don't know Mario were you watching the Super Bowl oh my team wasn't playing no I wasn't so you didn't watch it at all (laughs) not at all really did Mm -hmm. you happen to catch or hear that the new Pirates of the Caribbean trailer dropped I heard okay Mm -hmm. initial thoughts on this trailer Let me just tell you, I'm a huge fan of the soundtracks of the Pirates of the Caribbean. The trailer, though. Or, no, no, no. in general. Oh, from I the see. very beginning, from the first Pirates of the Caribbean dun- movie, dun- yeah. dun- 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 talk- oh, you mean dun- the, dun- score. Dun- exactly. dun- dun- the, the score? Exactly, the score. We've talked about yeah. this, okay? That the music is such a huge part of the movie. Absolutely, <laughs> that it just embodies. I think everything uh, about it. One of you guys
1: even picked it as one of your favorite music in one of those YouTube videos, right? Might have been both all of us that picked it. we both did.
0: With that said. Listening to Johnny Cash's Ain't No Grave as part of that trailer just amped me up so much more for this movie.
1: I'm gonna agree, it was amazing. I loved it. It, Johnny Cash for this trailer, Johnny Cash, even though Johnny Cash's song is pretty old, it almost modernized
0: the whole thing. I don't know, it was amazing. After watching this trailer, I might, I really hope the entire film itself follows this pattern that this trailer set for it because like javier said it almost modernized it for me it still keeps that the essence of the pirate movies but i haven't been excited for a pirates movie since the first one interesting Ah, let me
1: give you an example mario think of what gardens of the galaxy did with the soundtrack and suicide squad with soundtrack okay that's what they're, I
0: think they're trying to do here in, in, in this commercial. Oh, interesting. Part of me kind of hopes that this is the only song that they use in the soundtrack. Mm. Unless the other songs that they choose are along those lines because after that, it may seem forced. Just like you said, like with Guardians, it just fits the the film. But they may have seen like, oh, there's this trend of using these old songs and people really like it. I hope that's not the case for Pirates. Uh, Ain't No Grave is is a great song. And because of what you are seeing, the visuals and because of what the song uh represents and is saying in the lyrics, it just fits so well. Right. I agree. Like, I know what I, I have a pretty good idea of what uh the new Pirates movie is going to be about, just based on, like, everything we've seen so far. Pirates. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Spot yeah. on. Spot on.
1: But um, water
0: in the ocean. I'm pretty sure the song's going to be limited to just this trailer. I don't think it's going to have anything to do with the movie itself. That might be true, but it doesn't change how much I'm excited about it because they used that song. In no, the I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, honestly, when you have kind of like this theme revolving around, like, I guess the dead or the undead or like whatever, the song just kind of works. They used it when The Undertaker returned, like to WrestleMania. Remember? Yeah. How did we start
1: talking about wrestling? Come on.
0: I'm just saying it, it kind of goes Lady with the When Lady Gaga did her suicide dive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> and it's interesting that you were talking about how modern it makes it. Because you're right. I mean, Johnny Cash is a classic, like mm-hmm. just in general, like music altogether. So I think it's fitting just because technically Pirates of the Caribbean is not a present day kind of thing. It's a thing of the past. Right. So just the fact that they kind of blended these two things together, I could see it being a powerful trailer. Yeah. No, how long? Seriously. Like a minute? It was an extended version of the original trailer, and we finally saw Jack Sparrow. And if I remember correctly, even Will Turner flashed in this one for a second. Uh, we're gonna take the trailer. We're gonna throw it up on the blog post for the episode. So if you guys have not yet seen it, head over to podcasters.com/138, and you guys can watch the trailer there. Uh, as a matter of fact, we just talked about it. But I'll throw up that very first Super Bowl commercial for Disney, where they did the "I'm going to Disney World." I'll toss that up in the blog post if you guys want to check that out as well. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Very cool. Uh, You know what? Speaking of putting something in the blog post, since we're talking about movies and everything, uh, first of all, the movie meetup for Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah. It's
1: been canceled. It has not been (laughs) canceled. No, it hasn't.
0: Actually, Saturday won. No way. Yes. Once we looked at all of the votes for Saturday and Sunday on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. Yes. Lance Saturday slide? 1. No way. Yeah, Saturday 1.
1: So I'm going Sunday. All right, see you so guys. Same here. That's what for, I voted mean. for. <laughs> Look, all of you that want it Saturday, fine, go By Saturday. By all means, go show up. But the three of <laughs> us are showing up Sunday.
0: I don't know about three of you because I'm going Saturday. Oh, okay. All right. I'm actually going to meet up with people. <laughs> so that's going to be happening. Uh, it's, so far, it's looking like it's going to be at the AMC in downtown Disney. It'll be sometime between noon and 2 o'clock, depending on when we can get tickets. Mm -hmm. But we'll go ahead and we'll throw up a link if you want to pre-buy your tickets uh, as soon as we find a link for that. Uh, I know it's going to sell out in a lot of locations, and that location at Downtown Disney is not going to be an exception with so many people that show up. And after the movie, we can all hang out again. We can go have drinks or maybe find a spot to have some pizza or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But it'll be fun to hang out after the movie, talk about it, and maybe we'll record a little something for the next episode. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Sounds good. We'll just make it fun.
1: All right. We'll wing it.
0: Cool. Also, since we're talking about Beauty and the Beast, remember we talked about that thing that came out on YouTube of supposedly Ariana Grande and John Legend singing Beauty and the Beast? The worst performance of their lives? Yes. Yes. So I'm still doubting whether or not that was real because it just did not... I mean, there were certain things that sounded like them and certain things that didn't sound like them, but Mario made a good point. It could have just been, like, overlays trying to get an idea. Like, they just did a sample mm. of what it was possibly yeah, going to be Yeah, like. very true. Before it was all, like, mastered because we all Correct. know how scary Mariah sounds. Yes. Leave her alone. <laughs> 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 That's going to be, like, our new clip for Javier. <laughs> I'm going to make that a ringtone. Leave her alone. <laughs> Fine, who do you want me to pick on? Britney? Brittany. Uh, <laughs> Brittany yeah. So in the last week or so, a new video came out on YouTube on the Disney Vivo channel. So we know mm-hmm. that it's official of John Legend and Ariana Grande singing Beauty and the Beast. Now I'm excited. And it's awesome. Beautiful. Okay, there is uh, a difference, obviously, in the way that Peebo Bryson and Celine Dion delivered their version versus this one. Don't compare it though. I know what you're doing. Well, I, I, you kind of have to compare. No, them. I know. Don't. Look, it it might be its own one-off thing. It might be like whatever, but it's part <laughs> of a series. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh,
1: remember what you said. What I was it? I don't remember it either. What is it? The uh... Think, Think of, of, it of it as a standalone. Stand alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Think of the song as a standalone, bro. Don't be comparing I, it to – I, I kind of have to. I kind of have on. to because
0: after the whole Sound of Music thing, you kind of have to compare them together. <laughs> uh, but like I said, it's, it's a whole different thing. You know, Peeble Bryson and Celine Dion definitely brought their own characteristics to it just as Ariana Grande and John Legend are doing in this one. But seriously, the song is just amazing. It's fantastic. When I heard it, there was a couple of things that just kind of bugged me because in my head I just kept comparing it to that original song. But after hearing it a couple of times, I just thought, man, this is just making me more excited for this movie. Agreed, yeah. Every time they release a new clip, every time that they release like a new trailer – It doesn't seem like they're giving us the best parts in the trailers like they normally do with other films. Mm -hmm. Like, it just seems that from start to finish, this is going to be an amazing film. Agreed. And honestly, like, there was a trailer that came out uh, a few weeks back, actually, where it had a clip of the actual finished version of Ariana Grande and John Legend's uh, performance. And at that point, I'm hearing just this little snippet and I'm already breathing the sigh of relief. One because it doesn't sound like the first clip that leaked onto the internet that With we thought cap. was exactly yeah. that MIDI file thing mm. that came out. But then we heard the entire like composition. Man oh man, it's fantastic. Actually me and Javier came to an agreement that it, it's amazing as its own thing. Ariana Grande said that she got a lot of her um inspiration from like Celine Dion and for some reason I can't explain Mariah Carey growing up. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we agree we're gonna leave her alone. <laughs> you know so it's like I I can see the similarities from that aspect, from the female's vocals just kind of coming together and doing that John Legend Mm -hmm. is just he's just like an icon all himself like his addition to this song was like fantastic and their harmonies and everything oh it's so amazing it's such a breath of fresh air compared to that hunk of junk we heard the first time (laughs) it's so fantastic now it just makes it very questionable if it was authentic
1: It's true. Like, was it even them on that first leak that we heard? I was convinced, man. I really was. I
0: kind of was too. And I think I was letting the hope of the song that I – I don't want it to be a flop, you know. Obviously, I want this movie to succeed because Beauty and the Beast is my favorite of all the Disney films. Mm -hmm. And obviously, I don't want to see it fail. But when I heard that first one, I think in my head, I was just trying to convince myself of like, well, maybe Mario's right. Maybe they're just (laughs) going to polish this up a little bit and it'll be better. Uh, Yeah, that's what I was really hoping because like I was like, it didn't sound so much like Ariana Grande or the Ariana Grande that we've known on other songs. You know, that John Legend kind of came off, but all in all, it was kind of audio vomit. (laughs) <laughs> it was a really good karaoke rendition. Yes, agreed. You guys seemed like to be changing it up. You guys were convinced. <laughs> I'm not that, saying I that wasn't. It was,
1: that it was them. No, I'm not we saying a- I wasn't. I'm agreed. saying I was convinced. We agreed. It it sounded very raw. Yes. Okay. So don't don't act like, you know, oh, you know, you guys knew all of a sudden uh, the
0: whole time. Uh, I'm not saying that. I'm saying I was convinced. Yes. Very raw. And I'm glad this (laughs) final version is very cooked. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the negativity.
1: I think it sounds like a 90s song. It does not sound modern to me at all. What are you talking about? That is not a modern song, bro. If you would have heard this in the 90s, you would have been like, oh, yeah, you know, it's modern. But not now. Not the way it sounds. It sounds great. Don't get me wrong. I love it. If it was 1994.
0: Okay, that's fair because the song was <clears throat> written in the early 90s. I guess I can understand you making that comparison. Yeah, but you would think I the, the music itself oh, would no. change
1: a little, though, to make it sound like it's a maybe a, a song that would actually play on the radio in 2017. But it would it's not. in 2017. It
0: would in response to that, I will say that I don't ever like to say this, but I agree with Javier. <laughs> 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 so the music itself does sound like it was composed in the 90s. Thank you. But I kind of like that about it because it gives you that feeling, that like warm Beauty and the Beast feeling from watching the original animated feature. With that said, though, again, it goes back to what I was saying about Celine Dion and Peeble Bryson. They brought their own like powerhouse voices to the original version of this song. Ariana Grande and John Legend are powerhouses in their own right, but they are not Celine Dion and Peeble Bryson. They're giving a slightly different flavor to the song because their voice ranges are so much different. And it really changes with John Legend. That's really where the big change in the song is for me because Mm -hmm. compared to people, Bryson different range, it's not bad. It sounds really great, but that's what I think makes it modern because his style of singing makes it a lot more modern than John. A hundred percent agree. Like I was telling you a while ago, it's like you get a Ariana Grande who was influenced by like Celine Dion and stuff like that. Obviously her stuff's going to sound like the old school stuff that we remembered, but you're right. It's just that spin that John legend put on it that brought it, more to like the decade that we're in right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, Javier. I really can't agree with... The, I mean, I can and I can't. And let me tell you why. Because it's it's kind of like the discussion we were having in just regards agree, man. to it, it's a painful. live... It's painful, but just agree with me. It, no, okay? I refuse. <laughs> I refuse. This will not happen. Um, The... the I really believe that the thing that I'm going to love the most about this life action adaptation of a Disney classic was Is that everything they're not changing it. You know what I'm saying? Like the live actions that we've seen, they do a lot of changes to them. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast from like trailer to like all the teasers that we saw beforehand make it look like they're not gonna change the story at all. That's what I'm hoping. You know I'm what I'm saying? Like, for that too. Like the songs that they're singing, the the characters, uh frames that we've seen in comparison to like pictures to like the tr- like the original trailer to this trailer now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like they're gonna change it at all. Yeah, I'm really hoping that that's true. Uh, You know, we've discussed the other live action features like we were. I love the Jungle Book because of the fact that it was just awesome that they filmed it all in a green screen room Mm -hmm. and what they were able to pull off. But, you know, we talked about some of the things that took us out of the element, like me, King Louis singing and trying, stuff like that. Just, it didn't yes. seem like it fit very well. The problem
1: was they trying to make it into a musical when this movie shouldn't have been a musical. Yes,
0: exactly. Now, exactly. Beauty
1: and the Beast, this is full-on musical.
0: Yes. And Absolutely. even with Cinderella. You know, Cinderella, I think, was good as a standalone. It's a standalone. <laughs> but... I think to compare that to the animated feature, they changed so much of it. Absolutely, just yeah, like exactly. From the outfits to everything, like so far, every outfit that I've seen Emma Watson's Bell in mm-hmm. almost exactly resembles the outfits that Bell in the animated feature wore. Right, you know, right. with a few tweaks, obviously, to right. make it look like you know more human. I right. guess, but uh, it just. Like you said, it just looks like everything's gonna be, like, to the shots that we've seen. Like people have done these comparisons on YouTube, like side by side, the side by side comparisons right. of the shots from the film, from the animated v- uh, feature to this live action one. Seriously, I really hope you are right. I hope they don't change too much because I, I think I'm gonna just fall in love with this movie. Agreed. Watch it. And it's because of that. So if we were to just put like the song and the movie, like side to side here, it's because of that. That I feel like you're right in the sense that the song kind of dates back. But also keep in mind that this live action adaptation of Beauty and the Beast is going to have its own spins on it. Sure. Much like the song it does. Yeah, like a uh,
1: terrible selection of choosing Emma Watson. I ha- get it.
0: <sighs> get out. Are we back <laughs> on this? No, we're not. I'm not even going to listen to this guy anymore. He's... That
1: Beast doesn't look menacing enough. I get that. that he should have been a little more scarier, right? Look, you know what? Just have that thing come at
0: you in real life and see if you wouldn't get scared. He
1: looks like a teddy bear. Really? <laughs> Try giving it a hug if it were real.
0: <laughs> oh, Javier. Javier at podkits dot com for all your complaining needs. Uh, I don't agree with you. I'm sorry. Oh, that feels so much better.
1: <laughs> look, you're gonna agree with me here. I think this movie's gonna be amazing. I can't wait. Absolutely. This is gonna be my brand new uh favorite live action as we were just talking I about. I think so too. Um I'm seriously like just falling in love with, with this whole movie. Like this whole beauty and the beast thing. It's like it's got me. I'm hooked. I'm ready. Yeah. Let's do this. Uh meet up Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> meet up Saturday. <laughs> it's a
0: Saturday, Javier. It's gonna be Saturday, March 18th. It's it seriously March cannot 18th. come soon enough, honestly. Yeah, I'm I'm so I'm stoked really excited this about this one. So stoked. All right. Well, let's move on to a couple of other things that are happening in the park. Uh, The first thing that I want to touch on, since we're talking about highly classy things like Beauty and the Beast, (laughs) uh, we talked about Pirates of the Caribbean. Let's uh, take a little trip to New Orleans Square, shall we? All right. And above Pirates of the Caribbean, obviously for years, there was the Royal Suite you know, that housed the Disney gallery. It was there from, like, 98 to, like, 2007, 2008 or something like that. But, Mm. uh, you know, for people that got a chance to visit the Dream Suite, as it soon became after, when it was a Disney gallery, it housed a lot of artwork by the Imagineers and just a lot of, like, concept art and stuff like that. And it was generally open to the public. You could go and you could get photographs of stuff there. Uh, I think in – I remember that. It was, like – 2000, uh, 2007 that's when it actually ended because in 2007 is when they started doing the promotion to turn it into the dream suite and they were going to like give it away to people and people were going to be able to stay there overnight it was mm-hmm. uh, when they were celebrating the anniversary the 50th anniversary 50th. of the park mm-hmm. and uh, i don't think anybody ever won it <laughs> that was the problem <laughs> hmm. they promised it and maybe like one family got a chance to stay there as part of the like, Million Dreams promotion that they had or whatever it was called. If that's true, that's historic. Yeah. like I don't think anybody really ever had uh, a chance to stay there. I don't think they set a course to how you can buy a night there mm-hmm. or, like, what the way to win it was. Mm-hmm. They just said, oh, yeah, a random family is going to win this stay. But I don't recall anybody really ever staying there. At
1: least they didn't make the news as far as I know. And I don't um, know
0: maybe they try to keep it like on the download because they Mm -hmm. didn't want people like asking questions or something. Mm -hmm. But uh, regardless, it was a dream suite for a really long time. And as part of the tours that you could get at Disneyland, you had a chance to peek into the dream suite, just like Walt's apartment Mm -hmm. and some other places like that. And so a couple of years ago, Disney announced that they were going to offer 21 Royal Street. There's a picture of Mario from a couple of years ago pointing to the 21 Royal sign. Uh-huh. Uh, they had announced that they were going to make this part of New Orleans Square exclusive, like this upgrade to Club 33. Get so out of here. Club 33 mm-hmm. members were going to mm-hmm. have an opportunity to pay more money <laughs> to have this exclusive yes. experience at 21 Royal Street. I can't wait. <laughs> right. And uh, this year, they finally uh, laid out the plans. They said, hey, look, we're opening 21 Royal Street, but it's open to everyone. Right. The catch is you need 15 grand to get in there. Only? Yeah, only. Wow. Uh, that breaks up to about 1200 bucks per person, mm-hmm. give or take. And Whoa, wait, Hold on a second. Uh, it's a rental for how many people? It is for 12 people. So it's about 1200 It's about 1300 bucks after everything per person. Mm-hmm. But you get, you know, they're very generous and they give you entry to the park. <laughs> nice amount. <laughs> oh, that's for included. For one day. That's nice. included. For one day. Oh, one day. One day. Uh-huh. For the price of an annual pass, you get one day <laughs> into the park. Actually, it's more than the price of an annual pass. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, as part of it, I mean, it is an exclusive dining experience. Yeah, it is. And as part of the exclusive dining experience, you know, you get cocktails in the dining area for Twin Home Royal. You get a seven-course meal that's actually overseen by award-winning chef Andrew Sutton. Uh, I think even the entire dining experience itself is themed to whatever you want it to be. So if there's like a film or something that you really enjoy, they will theme it to that, mm-hmm. which I guess... 1300 bucks for a single evening is No, you mean a year? Good. No, no. This no. is an
1: annual thing,
0: right? No. Like th- you $15, can $15,000 go... uh-huh. will give you a few hours of a dining experience. One day. That's it. Not one day, a few hours. Because When you park at the Grand Californian, Uh they will valet you. They will – one of the guest relations people, they will walk you and escort you over to 21 Royal Street. Yeah. You'll get into the dining area. You'll have cocktails You'll be seated for your seven-course meal. I'm with you so far. And after that, you get a chance to go out onto the patio, and you get to watch either Fantasmic or the fireworks or whatever is going one. on One, I get to pick one. drinks, maybe some coffee, maybe uh-huh. some dessert. I'm having everything whatever. if I'm paying $1,500 for, for three hours. Well, you know, it's... 1250 to be exact per person.
1: Per person. Per person. Uh-huh.
0: And that's if you have 12 other friends or 11 other friends that are willing to pay that price uh-huh. so that you can get to that $15,000 price tag that they require to rent it out.
1: So at this table, it's three of us so far. How many more do we need? Who's with
0: us? Like, I'm not <laughs> even joking. I don't know why you guys are complaining. I'm excited this about is, this oh, thing I'm opening not up. This is
1: why I'm complaining because I'd rather eat for two months with that money
0: than than for one night. Look, I find it entirely hard to believe that it takes you two months to spend twelve hundred bucks on food. <laughs> maybe first less. off, all right, maybe less. <laughs> so he spends on pizza. <laughs> exactly. I'm pretty sure that was your Super Bowl menu today. <laughs> that was all tacos, <laughs> dude. This is the fantastic experience. I
1: don't see how it's fantastic at all. What do you mean? It, unless you mean in the and in, in the sense of that it's uh, mind blowingly crazy. Yes, it is fantastic.
0: Yeah, it's crazy awesome. No. Look, now don't get me wrong, okay? I have a terrible imagination. When 21 Royal Street was announced, I was stoked about it, but I'm like, you know what? They're just going to dust off this old, like, broom closet, and they're just going to open it to the public. Yeah. Man, oh, man. Did you see the pictures of the place? Yeah, it looks amazing inside. The thing is It's a fancy bathroom. It's not a fancy bathroom. (laughs) I mean, Walt actually had— professionals come in and decorate the entire location because remember this was going to be his and Lillian's apartment Mm -hmm. while they were Mm -hmm. at the park so they wanted it to be something that looked nice they wanted to be able to cater to really high-end people club 33 was going to be an extension it was going to be connected to the apartment so that at any time they could just walk out of the apartment go to club 33 and back and so it has all of the aesthetics of Club 33 and the salon just in a smaller area because it's it's an intimate spot. Like, when you get a chance to Ugh, eat at 21 and I Royal. I got sit around people? Of course. No. Uh,
1: I'm not paying all this money to, to be literally rubbing elbows with friends and family. And on that
0: note, please don't forget about the movie meetup coming <laughs> up in March. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, so you get a chance to you know eat there, but you also get a chance to kind of walk around the small apartment, oh, thank go God, I'm allowed to and... walk.
1: Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so, said the Disney
0: villain so, uh it it is a good experience, you know if you have look if you have for who money, for anybody that gets a chance to do it. And I kind of agree with Mario that if you have the money to do this. Mm-hmm. You're crazy? There's, there's not a lot of ways, unless you know somebody that can get you into Club 33, it's getting more and more difficult on a yearly basis because, one, the wait list is already on hold, and the price is going up for Club 33. So it's becoming harder and harder to become a member. Now, this is not exclusive to 33 members. This is for anybody that's willing to drop As long this- as. Money, you have the money, right. exactly, to have this experience. Now, some people may go on vacation. Some people may travel the world, whatever. But if you save up this money and you want to give yourself like this once in a lifetime experience, that might be what you do instead of buying a ticket to Hawaii. Then do this if you're a huge Disney fan. I, I, That's the way that it works. I definitely agree, and I mean I, I've shared you my sentiments with before. I of course I agree. You are nuts too. Of course I am. you're You're saying like this is brand new information to you and the public look honestly like i've shared my sentiments before okay 33 is not what it used to be and this is one of those things that kind of just drew my interest away it's not walt's vision anymore it got kind of changed don't get me wrong it'd still be an interesting like thing to experience but it just doesn't have that excitement that it had to me be before okay oh i'm super excited about club 33 if anybody wants to take me to club 33 <laughs> i am all for it but on the other hand 21 royal opened 21 during royal. our lifetime you know <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> our generation witnessed this come That's to the fruition theme song as you're walking in Please, <laughs> like, don't. 21, 21 royal street <laughs> you're, sh- you're so not invited Hey look, it's Johnny Depp. <laughs> he probably would be there, honestly. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, but you know what I'm saying? Like our generation witnesses come to fruition. This is a... our thirty-three? Yeah. I mean, we were the generation that witnessed this thing come to life. That's exciting. That's awesome. Too bad you'll never get in. <laughs> Look, we just need to find 10 more people that that can pay this. And and we'll tell
1: them, oh, it's actually $2,000. So the three of us don't have to pay at all. Well,
0: here's the thing. If you really think about it, it kind of is like over Mm $2,000 because if you're going in a couple, like if I go, I'm not going to go by myself. I'm going to go with Lynette. Okay. And so between the both of us we're already spending 2500 bucks to oh, do this. Yeah. So that's why you got to think of it like that that if it's a one thing it's you're either going on vacation or you're dropping the dime on this, you know, once in a lifetime experience for most people. Others can maybe afford to do it once a year, once every 6 months, mm-hmm. whatever the case is. But that's really what it is. It's the cost of a couple of annual passes. Mm. even more so, but unbelievably stunning, like you said, I mean, it's just it's the decor that it was meant to be. The artwork is fantastic the The place settings are amazing. Did you see like the plates like yeah, the covers to the meals? Oh my, what like, kind of paper plates do they use? Oh, it's um, stop talking <laughs> um, <laughs> they're gold plated plates,
1: oh, I think, and they have uh like two ply toilet paper too, I think, uh dude, seven.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> Talk about plush when you flush. So... Like, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I, I'll tell you right now that if I had the money, I would just be like, guys, let's just go. And then we could just sit there and have an experience. If I won the lottery.
1: You know how guilty I would feel spending $1,300 on
0: three hours? I wouldn't. If I, if, dude, if I won the lottery. Well, this is me. Like, I'd me. be like. Dude, look, here's the deal. If I won the lottery, okay, tomorrow? well, I guess Wednesday, whenever, today, Mm -hmm. I don't know. But if I won, like, Powerball or something, and I made millions of dollars. You'll rub it in my face? No. I'd be like, guys, let's give away. Well, so how many of us? We got six. So we need uh, about seven other spots. Okay. So six people, we would give away those spots on the podcast Mm -hmm. as giveaways. And just six podcast guests with us to have that dining experience. Out of that entire thing that you just said, the most unbelievable one is that you would actually invite Javier to this thing. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I don't want to leave him out. You sure? Oh, like your birthday yesterday? We'd probably. (laughs) (laughs) That was (laughs) different. I feel like he'd blow his nose with the napkins. (laughs) Here's the thing. My Isn't birthday was a little different, Javier, because Why? we didn't want you there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're honest. <laughs> but this, I want you to be there so we can uh, talk about it on the podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I-, I, must, I must have lost my invite again. No,
0: it's in the mail. You'll eventually get it. <laughs> Any day now. Yeah. Uh. You know what? It was a last minute thing. My parents were like, hey, let's go out to dinner. And mm-hmm. they barely caught Mario because he had plans already. Mm-hmm. We were actually planning on going out next weekend. Look, it's too late, bro. I already night.
1: feel like crap. It's fine. It's okay. I <laughs> still love you. <laughs> really, uh, though? I don't think you do. I think next are important week, things to do. Yeah. <laughs> next week. <laughs> What's going on next week? I'll get you some
0: beer to make up for it. Yeah. Is that is Does that make you Dude, feel better?
1: that is the best way to uh, forgive you. All right, so. perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So we'll do that. I'll give you some beer next week. Am I have to pay for it too? <laughs> yes. Yes, you do.
0: <laughs> no, I'll, I'll hook you up.
1: By the way, happy birthday. Thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, I, uh, I must have forgotten your gift. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Javier, your presence is enough for me. <laughs> ah, good.
0: Oh, uh, good times. But yeah. So anyway, what do you guys think about this whole Twenty One Royal Street? Uh, it is open to the public. You know, like we said, if you guys can find a bunch of friends that are willing to drop you know, just a little over 1200 bucks in order to buy their seat at this exclusive dinner. Well, are you guys totally willing to do this? If so, leave us a comment on Instagram, Facebook, or shoot us a comment on Twitter. We'd love to know what you guys think about this whole thing uh, because Mario and I are on board and if we have to leave Javier behind again, so be it. We're fine yeah, <laughs> with it. So. Dude, so be it.
1: Dude, birds of a feather, all my friends are rolling. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: since we're on the topic of stuff happening at Disneyland, uh, we're nowhere near this actually happening. But uh, recently, some information came out about a new patent that Disney had filed. Uh the patent's name is sensing and managing vehicle behavior based on occupant awareness and you might be asking yourself English what yeah it's exactly what I'm asking myself <laughs> what it all boils down to is Disney is gonna be playing with your emotions even more so even more yeah so. they always do yeah like hey there's this great like restaurant twenty one royal <laughs> but you can't get in. <laughs> This line is
1: a uh, and two hours long. <laughs>
0: hey, smell these churros. <laughs> yeah, because
1: I just I have no more money because I just spent
0: it on 21 Royal. Dude, I'm sure you they make amazing churros street. in 21 Royal. 21 Raw Street. Oh yeah. <laughs> you both can't go now. <laughs> Where? To 21 Royal. Not if you're gonna sing that on the way in. Oh, we're and I, totally doing it. He's I, in, in, a in, a I'm, oh, yeah. in a chorus. I'm in a chorus. you out. We'll bring music and everything. Absolutely. We'll like a boom box and like a piece of cardboard so we can like. You're work. not even on the list. And I'm we're just going to do
1: it uh, out of protest because you're telling me not to. Oh, uh, terrible. <laughs>
0: See, now you did it. <laughs> so, yeah. So what that means exactly is that Disney has filed a patent that essentially shows new attractions that have a camera. Or even biometric designs into it that will sense your emotions. They will sense your facial expressions. Uh, It'll figure out if you're bored or happy or getting motion sick, and the ride will adjust itself according to what it thinks you're feeling.
1: Interesting. It might actually weird mood ring. This is.
0: It's kind of like a mood ring, exactly. It may also even adjust itself depending on a questionnaire. The way that they plan on doing this is either, like I said, through a camera, through biometrics, or maybe even your magic band. Like your magic band is going to store a lot of info mm. about things that you like. Obviously, you sync it with the Disneyland app from something as simple as choosing your avatar you know, in the Disneyland app. Disney already knows what your favorite character is, right? So they may begin to show you that type of stuff in these attractions as you're going through them. And the idea is to use a trackless uh, attraction kind of the way that Mystic Manor is, where you don't really see a track. It's kind of led in different directions. Uh, It's a similar ride concept. But what do you guys think about Disney changing up attractions based on who's riding it? I mean, it's weird. It's I can't even like begin to understand how that would work, like would this be for like every right or every new ride that's coming out? like I have a lot of questions right now,
1: yeah, like it, my question would be, would my right experience be depressing if Mario's sitting next to me? Uh, no question about it, it would
0: be, <laughs> <laughs> you know what as as funny as that sounds to you, I actually started thinking about that because. Obviously, we don't know what the vehicles are going to look like. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, Disney is all about turning people through attractions as quickly as possible and as many as possible per hour so that lines don't get long. Now, uh, I think the the patent that I saw, the attraction vehicles had no more than like two or four people, if I remember correctly. If I find the, the graphic, I'll throw it up in the blog post if you guys want to check that out. But if you're in a vehicle that has, like, four people in it, whose emotions is it going to track? That's what I'm saying. Like, you know? here's here's my question, okay? Let's... Th- this vehicle seats four, okay? And the cast of Inside Out is just placed in there. What makes it work? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Riley. Riley's Riley. not <laughs> in it. It's just all her emotions, okay? Yeah. Like, joy, sadness, disgust, and anger are in there. Right. Is the car going to, like, explode? <laughs> or, like... Go backwards, forward, slow down. Are they going to kick everyone out? I'm so confused right now. Wow. But what's their favorite Disney character? (laughs) (laughs) Well, each one in the Disneyland app chose Pluto, Mickey. Yeah. This is so confusing right now. Yeah, there's a lot of questions that are unanswered. Like, look, we've talked about these patents before, and we know that Disney files these years before Mm -hmm. any of the tech actually comes to the parks. And in some cases, we don't even see them in the parks the way that they're designed. They just want to file the patent so that somebody else does it. Right, right. You know, they want to take their idea. They want to make sure that they own it, you know, so nobody else does. Uh, But – the idea behind it i think they actually talked about this too the idea that they can cater a ride experience to the point where if you're going too fast and they see that you're like super scared or like you have kids that are super scared like they'll slow it down for you there was also something that said that they were going to display scenery depending on how you were feeling whether you were bored and stuff in a way i think it's a good idea because there's a lot of people that don't ride certain attractions because, oh, they're for little kids or like they won't get on certain attractions because, oh, it's for old people or, oh, it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. There's a lot that doesn't change, obviously, about Disneyland with the classic attractions. that And that's one of the charms. But not everybody sees that charm in it. The reason that things like Star Tours have so many different scenes, I guess, that you can go through, which I've still only seen like two. Uh, You need to write it more. That's the problem. Maybe that's the thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe I just haven't written it as many times. But the reason that these rides have these alternate endings is that's what people keep coming back. And obviously, when you're at the park... You may not always feel the same. You know, if you're with Javier, you may feel depressed. (laughs) If you're with friends, then you might be really happy. You know, if you have a churro in your hand, you may be super happy. And it could change your mood, you know, with a simple, like, standing in line for too long. You know what I mean? The the biometric features that these attractions are talking about, like, if it picks up that you're overly hot, it may kick up the AC in your area. Oh, I like that. And so you'll be instantly cooler as you're going through the attraction. Because I'm super hot. <laughs>
1: sure. Whatever.
0: The ride's going to make you me so. ugly. You think so. Look. Yeah, we don't need the ride for that. Here's my, hey,
1: here's my issue. I'm a private person. I don't want to display my emotions and how I'm feeling or whatever to this ride. I, no, no. I'm not, I'm not a, literally, I'm not on board with this.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. That how much of your life do you think is actually still private? That little electronic device that you keep texting with, yeah, dude, it's got a microphone and a camera. Yeah, who's to say that that thing isn't listening to you twenty four seven? Oh, as I'm a sure matter of someone fact, is. It kind of is because if you say okay, and then you say that G word, which G-word. we don't want to trigger a bunch of people's phones with. Sure. By the way, Google? Super Bowl commercial. you say Google? for the home. Mm-hmm. Triggered a whole bunch of people's homes. Oh, but, I'm sure it did. Uh, but total sidebar, that thing is basically listening to you always, just like you know the Amazon Echo and all these other devices. They are permanently on because it needs to listen for those trigger words. I agree
1: with you, but why do I want to display my emotions on this ride? Exactly.
0: Look, stuff like Alexa and Google and Siri like that, they're listening, but they're listening for marketing purposes. What are they supposed to advertise to you when you go on Facebook? So is Instagram. Disney. No, but you see what I'm saying. This is where I'm confused because to me it makes it feel like, and and I know I'm wrong, but it makes it feel like to me my ride's not gonna go if I'm not in a good mood. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just like, to shut I down. need to be happy for it to go fast. It's but, gonna you be know, Eeyore. Like, exactly. Okay. Let's just say rain, rain, rain came down, down, down. Okay. Let's just say Autopia is controlled by this thing. Okay. And Javier just got out of Twenty One Royal Street. Okay, where he spent twelve thousand, twelve hundred bucks, right. he's not going to be happy at all. That's no, true. I'm not. It's so then his, like not in yeah. so <laughs> then his ride's not going to go hell. Yeah, so his ride's going to stop out of anger. He's yes. going to hold up traffic. Everyone else is going to be angry. All the other rides stop. It sounds like chaos. No, that's the whole point of this. If the attraction senses that you're having a bad time, it's going to show you bunnies and rainbows and unicorns so it, to make you feel better. So it's going to show Javier his refund for twenty-one royals. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to show him. Say, Mr. Javier, we're going to give you a refund and cha-ching. And then Javier's (laughs) going to be like, yay, I feel better. But then he gets home. He's like, oh, I was fake. It's so. I, I can't get on board with this. Yeah. I like the idea of them just owning it so no one else can, but they can't implement this. That's weird. Well, again, we don't know how exactly it's going to be implemented. I mean, who knows? For all we know, this may be. A step in the direction of Disney doing VR. You know, they may strap on a helmet with some glasses that give you a VR experience, and you're still going through the attraction, but it'll cater to what you are only looking at. So, it it may be just a simulator. And because we've talked about how Disney may be going in the direction of these simulators, just like we saw with the Iron Man experience, we already kind of saw it with mm-hmm. Star Tours. For all we know, there's going to be a bunch of this stuff at Star Wars Land. We still don't know what the attractions at Star Wars Land are going to be. This may be part of what we see there. Remember, we don't have a lot of space to work with. So obviously new roller coasters and all these attractions that they've you know built, they have to use that space wisely. Well, I, it's funny that you actually bring that up because to me it seems like it would do the exact opposite. In a situation like this, I feel like if you are gonna have something that's gonna be controlled by your emotions, it's gotta be something you're working on independently. Like there's no way this can be something you could do as a group. In which case now you're like catering one like, I don't know, let's just say pod per person. You're taking up more space on this ride than to have a group sit in a cart. And I would be okay with that. It just seems more like, like it'll take up more space. I don't know if they do like individual Doom buggies, like if they do like an omnimover system where it's like an individual Doom buggy type thing. Oh, that'd be uh, weird. But they're all trackless. Mm. I think there's potential for it to be a good experience, because just the the motion of the attraction that you're on makes you feel if you're you know going up, going down, going sideways. Look at Soren. You know, both the visual and just the way that it tilts back and forth and to the sides gives you the illusion that you're flying through the air. It's the same thing with these pods. I mean, again, we don't know if they're going to be pods. We yeah, don't exactly. know this if this is for two, four people. Course. We're just speculating at this point because of you know what we saw in this patent. But there's tons of possibilities. I, I, I yeah, I just can't piece it together. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like even even the example of like the Omnimover is still a one track thing. It is still multiple people on one track, whether you're sitting by yourself or not. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if I'm sitting in one in a good mood, you're sitting in one in a bad mood. And and I'm still under this impression that it's going to control like my speeds and stuff like that. I just can't get over it. Like I can't it picture it. Like It could. I mean if it's going too fast and it picks up on that your heart rate – you know, speeding up because you're scared or something, your adrenaline's going, then depending on the attraction, you know, maybe it'll, you know, slow it down. Maybe it'll speed it up because it thinks you're an adrenaline junkie. (laughs) Remember, biometrics are big in a lot of devices now, and maybe the newer magic bands will pick up on stuff like that. You know, it's not technology that we haven't seen, like Fitbits, uh, Apple Watches, all that stuff is starting to pick up on all this additional data. But nobody really knows what to do with all that data. You know, Fitbit comes close with how they measure your heart rate. You know, you gamify your steps. Apple is kind of going in that direction of trying to figure out what they're going to do with all this data. Maybe Disney's going to jump on board, too, you know, and the Magic Bands will eventually start catering to all that additional data too but we want to hear what you guys have to say about this I mean obviously uh, this is not coming to the parks anytime soon at least not that we know of again this was just a patent that we saw and we thought it was kind of at least I thought it was interesting No, it definitely is Mario yeah. and Javier are obviously completely against it because they hate fun but <laughs> that's fine I mean I'm open to an experience like this if they can cater it to me where i You know, I would have more fun on the attraction and it would possibly change every time that I rode it. That would be kind of cool. You know, so do you guys agree with me or do you guys agree with Javier and Mario on this? Uh, Leave a comment on the Facebook page, Instagram or shoot us a message on Twitter. I know
1: I'm going to get on and all the lights will shut off and it's going to just be black. It's going to short circuit.
0: (laughs) Does not compute. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. What do you guys think? Sure. Why taco not? Taco time. You know what? It's taco time. It's taco time. All right. Well, before we close out the podcast, I want to remind you guys that this episode of Podketeers, just like all of the others, are brought to you in part by listeners just like you. If you guys want to be one of our fairy godparents, you can do so for as little as $1 a month by contributing through our Patreon. Uh, two ways to get there. You can either go to patreon.com slash or go to podcasters.com and click on the Patreon logo. Believe it or not, that $1 actually goes a long way towards helping us on a monthly basis. Just kind of maintain the website. and a step closer all the to costs.
1: 21 Royal Street. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's just get all the monthly fees paid for. <laughs> and then we'll talk about 21 Royal Street. <laughs> go with that right now. Uh, but yeah, it really helps us out a lot. And to all of our fairy godparents, we truly appreciate all the additional support that you guys are providing. Salute! And uh, if you guys want to help us out in a different way, you guys can always uh, use our Amazon link. Amazon. Oh, it's a little different hmm. this week. You got a cold, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you head over to podcasters.com slash Amazon before starting your Amazon purchases... Amazon. It will take you there using our special link, and anything that you purchase will kick us down with a small commission from Amazon as Amazon. a thank you for going through our page. And to everybody that's already doing that, we truly appreciate that additional support. All right, guys. Anything else from you guys before we wrap up? No, I'm good. You know what? I actually have one more thing. Hey, What's Mario, that? that little train we talked about in the last episode that. <laughs> Remember that train? So yeah. There's one in Fantasyland and everything. How do you say that? The Calliope? Yeah. You know I said Calliope in the last episode? Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, Mario and I laughed at you afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I just want to say thanks for
0: that. Uh, I-, I talked to a couple of people this last week that sent me a message. Uh, just a that couple? That were like... Okay, it was more like 10 that said, Hey, you know, you were mispronouncing this word? You and my it. answer was How many times did you say it? No, I did. Like six, I think. <laughs> so here's the deal I didn't know I was mispronouncing it. Uh-huh. I honestly thought that that's how you said it. Mario,
1: like, kicked me, like, gave me a wink that you said it wrong. Okay. <laughs>
0: so I know you guys told me that after we <laughs> right. read it. But during the recording, no joke, I really thought that's how you said the word. No, we know. And so, (laughs) but, like, my whole life, I've been saying it like that, and nobody's ever corrected me. Oh, I thought it was just this one time. No, 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 because I've used that word before. We've talked about it in Fantasyland with other people. But nobody's ever said, no, no, you say it like this. Mm -hmm. And so... One of two things either happened. One, they didn't know how to say it, and I just incorrectly told them how to say it, along mm-hmm. with anybody else that didn't know how to say it before this. Or they were like, you guys, and I'm going to say that because there's so many other words that I can't say on the podcast. Friend. Uh, friends. Brother. <laughs> <laughs> um I didn't know if they just didn't want to correct me uh, or if it was just because they didn't know how to pronounce it and they were like you guys and just wanted to laugh at me behind my back. Either way, I learned something (laughs) this last week, and that's that it's not Calliope. It's Calliope. Good job, man. So thank you, guys. That is a public service announcement (laughs) from Hazen (laughs) on Podcateers. That train Uh is called a Calliope. So, Fantastic. Thank you to everyone <laughs> who sent me the messages. And thanks to you guys for not correcting me while we were <laughs> recording it. Glad we could be of service. And uh, just so you know, you've been saying it wrong this entire time. It's pronounced Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll see you guys at Disneyland <laughs> <laughs> next weekend. <laughs> All right, guys. That is going to wrap it up. So until next week, here is to beer shoes and Mickey ears. Have a fantastic week, everybody.
1: Nine. Patriots suck.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I sound like a, a a monkey trying to sing. Yeah, you do actually. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey. <laughs> <laughs>